Welcome to Stay Grounded with your host, me, Raj Jana. I'm the founder of Java Press Coffee Company, and my life changed after my mentor died with three months left until retirement. That experience inspired me to start a personal journey to discover how we can all live a purpose-driven and meaningful life starting today. I interview everyone from best-selling authors and business moguls to extreme athletes and monks to discuss happiness, success, and fulfillment to uncover powerful takeaways that empower you to stay grounded and make passionate living a reality. To access post-podcast discussions, insights, and further resources, visit rajjana.com forward slash stay grounded. So thanks for joining me today. Now, let's get to grinding. Yo, yo, what's up, everyone? And welcome to this week's very special episode of Stay Grounded with my new friend, Miss Victoria Rose. So I'll be honest, it's hard for me to even find a, like, Victoria's done so much. (laughs) She's so well-versed in so many different healing practices and modalities. It's hard for me to find any one thing, but I'm just going to riff a few things from her bio that I think are relevant to this conversation. So Victoria Rose is the founder of Luminous Birth, and she helps adults heal and deeply re-imprint their own birth, pre-birth, conception, and preconception experiences. She works with families that are trying to conceive to remove fertility blockages. She works with different people and with different modalities to truly actually help them remember experiences from childhood, experiences from their birth, experiences that you normally don't remember in the mind. You know, I was really fascinated in this conversation. This is actually one of the more insightful conversations I've had because as I've gone deeper into my own journey, I've gotten really curious about my childhood. And now that I know what I know, I'm really curious about what happened between the ages of zero and seven, because during those age ranges is when our minds are, our subconscious minds are creating all of the beliefs and stories and core operating philosophies that govern everything we do. And so this conversation was so valuable for me because it brought so much awareness to not just what's happening from zero to seven, but actually what's happening at the age of zero. And then even before you're born, when you're in your mother's stomach, I mean, what your mom is conversing what she's thinking about the conversation she's having with your father how she feels all of that plays a role in the way that you are forming your own identity pre-birth and so this was such an eye-opening conversation it led to a lot of really beautiful conversations with my family over the the next month and it's continuing to i mean it's one of my favorite parts about this conversation you know victoria really inspired a way to include your family in your healing journey without really needing them to do anything other than just talk about how you were raised, what was going on in their lives when they were pregnant with you, what were the difficulties and the happinesses that they experienced. And if you don't have parents that you can meet and be with, this was also a really beautiful conversation where Victoria actually teaches you how to uh, go back and connect with some of those memories. And she guides people through her trainings and the things that she teaches But I just love this conversation. It was so illuminating, so insightful, and I know you guys are going to get a lot out of it. So enjoy it. If you haven't already subscribed to the show on iTunes, all that means is that every single time we release a new episode, it drops straight into your inbox. Reach out to me. Let me know how this episode lands for you. Like I said, this one was super impactful for me, and I'd love to hear your perspectives. And I hope you guys are doing great. We just got to Costa Rica, and it is just amazing. Like I, I love being in the jungles. I love... 
just I can feel my nervous system just calm and I, I know there's gonna be so many more insights for all of you so can't wait to share those with you but without further ado here is my new friend Miss Victoria Rose enjoy yo 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 what's up everyone and welcome to this week's very 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 special episode of stay grounded Victoria welcome to the show Thank you so much, Raj. It's really a privilege to be here. Ah, I, one, just love your energy. I think I felt this the first time we met. We were in a group class together, and I just remembered the, the, the cadence with which you were asking questions and being present. It just, there's something about the way you show up that was very, um, it was magnetizing. So I just want to honor that because it's, yeah, I'm really grateful that we get to go into this conversation today and super excited that I'm just really excited for this conversation. So <laughs> I'm actually like kind of nervous a little bit. I'm like just nervous feeling. So, you know, there's that. I'm just going to honor that and all that's present. But uh, all right, well, let's just dive in. So many places we can start, but I think what really drew me into your work was bringing awareness to the to the impact of experiences pre-birth and birth, like the blueprint, the almost like the the signals, the energetics that get programmed into us at that stage that we are so unconscious to. Can you speak to that and really speak to how some of these programs get laid into us and and how that governs our lives? And you know, because I'm I'm really you know, a lot of the work that I've done over the years has been going back in time and learning to identify memories or experiences or beliefs. But when I heard your work, it's like it's going to a realm that I can't even remember or understand, but clearly has a, a profound impact. So I'd love to maybe unpack and start there and then we can allow the conversation to unfold. Amazing. Yes, of course. Well, where to start? Because in this, you know, this one question, there's so much that I could touch on. I want to start by saying that it might be useful to consider redefining what it is to remember and actually memory in and of itself. We tend to associate memory with things that we can remember and remembering is a cognitive behavior and Memory is not necessarily what we remember or what we can put words to. We're speaking about birth and pre-birth, and I would go back even further to talk about conception and even preconception. And this is a pre-verbal time of our lives. And so there often aren't words available to give a voice to those memories. These are memories that are held in our bodies. They're memories that are held in our cells. And so there's actually a pioneer in perinatal psychology named William Emerson, and he points this out that we actually need to redefine memory. Memory is probably more accurately defined as not what we remember, but as what we don't remember. And the other piece here is you're speaking to the original blueprint and maybe some of the listeners that are here listening to this today have heard that term, the original blueprint. So the original blueprint is the original essence of who we are. 
the imprints, and this could stem out into a conversation about epigenetics, but I don't really think that's useful just to refer to the blueprint and the imprints. The imprints are all the information that got laid on top of the original blueprint that inform our beliefs. Consciousness precedes development. So, for example, we know that babies hear before the auricular part of the anatomy is even developed. So we used to think that, oh, well, once the baby has ears, then they can hear. No, hearing happens long before this part of the anatomy is actually even developed. So we're talking about actually consciousness and the way in which consciousness enters form. The Tibetans were masters at understanding how does consciousness enter form and leave form, birth and dying. They were the natural embryologists. Embryology is a field in in science that gives a really great, eloquent scientific language to understand these things. But I think what can be helpful is for us to We don't have to go very far to get to these memories. They're right here in us right now and always never not. We don't have to go anywhere to get to them. The best way to really get to know and begin to become coherent with your own birth, pre-birth, conception, preconception memories, I would say would be to look around And see, how do you respond? What takes place in your system when you're going through change, when you're going through transition? But ultimately, our birth and pre-birth memories are, you know, each and every day of our lives is a representation of our birth. Um, This just becomes enhanced when we go through times of endings or new beginnings, whether that's relationship end of a relationship, the new beginning of a relationship or a relationship dying and getting reborn or the end of a job and the beginning of a new venture or project or anything of this kind. Yeah, it wakes up a deeper, I've certainly found those intense periods of chrysalis, right? It's like a, it is truly like a chrysalis where like my nervous system is much more sensitive Mm -hmm. to everything and I feel more, I'm accessing more. And I'm actually really curious, like, so those imprints that you're saying over time, right? Like by just paying attention to what's present, I have a hard time connecting to anything in my body. Like I actually have a really difficult time. Like I'm very cognitive, I'm very mental. I follow systems and models and frameworks and that's been my path. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm at an edge now where like the deeper cuts of my or the deeper memories that I might feel, they do get triggered in relationship, whether my lover Gina and I, if we have a conversation that triggers something like I do feel it, but I have a hard time integrating it and bringing it into wholeness and distinguishing between what it's not mental. I can't mentally say what's mine, what's not. Like I, it's not a mental game. It's like, how do you develop the language of, or develop the sensitivity to understand what is actually happening in the body? 
Mm. And being able to speak that language for somebody who is very mental and very in his brain a lot. The realm of healing our own birth and pre-birth experiences or, you know, I like to be really careful with this word of healing because I I just think it's kind yeah. of a dangerous realm, right? We can become coherent with who we are and what our, our experiences have been. But I don't think that the objective with healing is to take out or get rid of or anything like that. So I want to be careful with that. But when we open up this doorway to healing our own births, we're literally opening up a doorway to an entire realm of healing. And so today, just becoming aware that you can go back and gather information about your own earliest primal experiences in your own developmental process. We used to think that human development begins at birth. It begins preconception. So all of the energy that is present from the time of preconception is what's informing our brain development, our immune system development, our nervous system development. So, yeah, if you want to pull that back on track. (laughs) (laughs) So I think what I'm I'm really wanting to ground into is coming into, because if I think about the reason I even do all of this work, the reason mm-hmm. I, I am doing personal development work, the reason I am down this path of exploring my own authenticity and vulnerability is so that mm-hmm. I can experience deeper levels of mastery in life, mm-hmm. right? Like deeper levels of groundedness as I'm walking through the world. And I'm realizing now that there's certain parts of myself that I can't actually get to with anything I've done so far. Right. So yes, the birth and pre-birth healing absolutely open up a new realm of healing that I would say not only enhances the effectiveness of everything else that we're doing, like whatever it is, yoga, meditation, ceremonies, being connected to nature, having practices within your relationships, all of these things, but it actually helps us to integrate and embrace become embodied. So one of the reasons why we have such a difficult time connecting with our bodies, I would say, is because we actually weren't welcomed into our lives the way we needed to be from the time of preconception. So a lot of the work that I'm doing is helping adults like yourself and people who have been born a long time ago to go back and rewelcome themselves into their lives. Mm. We were not treated like conscious beings from the very beginning. And so to go back to the original blueprint, this original, this is pure consciousness, pure awareness entering form. I believe that that original consciousness, so your preconception consciousness, you knew exactly why you were coming. You knew exactly why you were coming, what you were going to do when you got here. None of these things were even things that you were questioning. This was crystal clear. Something about what you observed about planet Earth spiraled you into being. That's the life force, mana, prana, kundalini, chi, mother, whatever it is that we want to call it. This is the original energy that spiraled us all in to being. And if 
the two people that opened the doorway for us to come in had have consciously been communicating with us from that time of preconception, we wouldn't have forgotten. And there's many, many, many children that don't forget their birth and pre-birth experiences because their parents talk to them about it. And the other piece that I would say is that if our mothers were not connected to their own bodies and their own feelings, then we cannot grow as beings that are connected to our bodies and our feelings. It's not possible. It's like a mom can be doing yoga and eating all the perfect foods and meditating every day and doing yeah all the things, all yeah. amazing, great things. But if her nervous system is unregulated, she cannot grow a baby with a regulated nervous system. Although we know more now, like babies are conscious and aware relational beings from the time of preconception, if and when she is feeling unregulated or disconnected from her body, if she can consciously communicate to the baby who's growing inside of her, like really consciously communicate, like it might look and sound something like, oh, sweetheart, yes, you probably feel like I'm really far away right now. I'm really stressed out. There's a lot of things going on. Maybe me and your dad had a fight this morning and I feel really ungrounded. None of this has anything to do with you. Even though you're wondering where I am, I'm right here. I'll always be here for you. What we're learning, so the imprints are really what it is. What are we learning? So we wouldn't want to prepare humans to enter this somehow perfect world. It doesn't make any sense. We want to prepare humans to be self-regulated, well-communicative, being able to navigate chaos because it's quite chaotic in this world, and to be able to discern what is mine and what isn't mine. And so there's no such thing as perfection. Whatever that is, it doesn't exist. If the mother is coherent with her own experiences, and even the most amazing breakthrough psychotherapeutic approaches, I think, are limited because most of them are going back to the early childhood traumas and those memories. But the early trauma, the early childhood trauma, generally, in every case that I've worked with, and certainly through my own experience, I've discovered that they are recapitulations of in utero experiences. So if the therapist hasn't deeply navigated those realms, those pre and perinatal realms over and over and over again, and are coherent with their own pre and perinatal memories, then it's not possible for them to escort or guide someone else into those spaces because we actually don't have words for them, like you pointed out. Right. This is and just for any parents listening. I want to just say this. I hope this doesn't have to be said, but you did the best you could with what you knew. And yeah, this conversation isn't about actually, I hope you don't feel bad that you did something to your kids or anything like that. Like this is more, even for me, like as I'm sitting here, just listening to this, like, gosh, you know, I have the most loving parents in the world. And if they knew this stuff, you know, like I think it would be, 
so different. And, and I think removing the shame from this, like, cause this is the piece that I feel like, you know, I'd love to begin enrolling my parents more into my healing processes from this energy of like, Hey, look, like this is how it actually works. And this is like, I'm really curious instead of it being like, shame, you did this to me or like, I'm this way because of you. Like, you know, I just want to kind of say that for anyone listening. Cause I, I think that might be a resistance or a fear to wanting to actually go into these realms. Absolutely. And if there is a message that's transmitted through this conversation, it would be and particularly with, there's actually a really great book about this that Mia Califf wrote all about healing birth and pre-birth imprints called It's Never Too Late. I highly recommend it. What happens when we go back and revisit the birth and the pre-birth memories is that we reconnect with something that I feel is very important and can essentially reinform every aspect of our life. And this is, this is so beautiful. You know, this is just absolutely magic at the basis of all life is love. And so what you actually discover when you go back and revisit these early periods is no matter what the story is, no matter what the story is, if, if you're, Mom was like my mom, who's amazing, but was devastated when she found out that I was taking up residence in her womb. No matter what it is, it could be the worst possible, what we would perceive as the worst possible scenario. There's something really beautiful that's happening, which is no matter what, you know, if anything else actually enters the uterus, anything it will be fought out like a foreign agent. Let's just get that straight. <laughs> and the lining of the uterus is not a permeable membrane. This is like a non-permeable membrane. When the fertilized ovum goes up to that lining, it not only opens, it like engulfs it and pulls it in. And then the mother's body grows an entire other organ to sustain that life over its lifetime. There's so much love and just the process as you're describing it, it's like there's so much love and care, whether it's conscious or unconscious to us as a part of this process, like the creation process is a process of deep, deep, deep love. And, and I think that, I mean, I'm, I'm like just thinking about my parents right now. I'm thinking about my mom, thinking about what my mom was going through at that time when I was conceived or born. And it's like when I connect to that energy, when I connect to that, like, I feel like there's a whole new, it's like I'm, I'm, I'm learning a different life. Like there's a whole new. So I guess how do you, for individuals like myself now that are interested or passionate or wanting to actually learn more, like, is it just having conversations with our parents? And if that's the case, like, what does that process look like? Are there things we're actually looking for? Are there questions to ask, to discover? And then on the flip side of that, if anyone listening maybe doesn't have an accessible parent, whether it's because they're deceased or because they're just not in a supportive role that can actually 
access, how would they actually begin to go into these realms and, and start to integrate and soothe and reparent in a lot of ways the nervous system imprints that were created at, at those ages or at, at those times? Right. Well, I guide people back to revisit their own birth, pre-birth, conception, preconception. And this is happening over the course of, it's a four-part series. And I do it individually and in groups, in virtual setting and in person. Cool. And um, so this happens in stages. It's a process to come out of the thinking brain and get into the body to access these living archives. Accessing that inner library does not depend on you ever having had a conversation with any one of your parents. And so that's the beauty. It doesn't matter if your parents are alive or not alive or that you can talk to them or not. Oftentimes, people will do this journey before opening up the conversations with their parents. And that's really cool because so many times people tell me stories weeks and months down the road of, wow, I had no idea what this piece of information was all about. And then my mom told me the story and now it all makes sense. And I can give you countless examples, but just to say that it's always really affirming. If you can talk to your mom, I think that's great. And actually for your own personal healing and for hers, you know, this in and of itself, like asking her questions without anywhere to get to or looking for some kind of answer about some aspect of who you are, but rather just asking her, hey, what was it like when you had me? What was going on in your life? What was going on in your life in the year or two before you had me? What's really amazing is that we all got born and we're all going to die. We're going to leave these bodies. But like these are two conversations that are seldomly being talked about. Having a baby is the most transformative experience a human can go through. And very rarely are we asking women to talk about their stories. So when you just listen, like actively listen, it will move you. It will vibrate. It will vibrate different parts of your being, of your, you know, it will continue to unlock. When what you're hearing matches your physiology, something happens and it doesn't need to be explained. It just does. I can give you an example. Um, yeah, please. As you might imagine, I've had these conversations open with my mom for many years. And at this point, she's not surprised to have a phone call with me like, hey, what, what is this about? Um, so we have this really open dialogue around it. And a couple of years ago, I didn't ask her. She just organically, something I said or she said opened up this memory in her of when she was, when she was mothering me. So I was an infant and she was working as a paramedic on an ambulance doing shift work. And she went out to her shift and she was present for a four year old who died. And that baby died in her arms, that toddler. So as you might imagine, as a mother, when she came home, she just, with all her 
awe and gratitude for life and that her babies were here, she scooped me out of the crib and she rocked me and she held me and she loved me and all of that. But she didn't speak to me about what she had experienced. I didn't, she didn't verbalize that. When she told me the story, which was just a couple of years ago, I also released all of this grief as if I had experienced it, which I had. Wow. As a little baby, I absorbed all of that grief and that sorrow that had nothing to do with me, but I was there. And I was still one energetic body with my mom. And so as she just talked about that, I felt my system also like, wow, I, I needed to hear that. <laughs> and something became more coherent inside of my body. Well, this is one of many, many, many examples and stories. Yeah, it sounds like when you feel that resonance, it's allowing the feeling to be felt fully. Exactly. Right? Exactly. It's allowing it's allowing it to be felt fully and, and without needing to really intellectualize it or understand it because it's actually not anything you could ever understand or ident I mean, you may find the source or the root, you know, you may, but it actually isn't. It's just it's moving through the feeling stages and and getting to God, this is like so this conversation's so timely for me right now. I can't even like tell you like the universe is incredible in how this is happening because I I've been feeling this for a while now. Just the the next edge for me is is in tuning into the resonance and listening to my mom. And listening, just listening. Mm -hmm. And but paying attention in my body what's happening as she's speaking. And just allowing that to be the compass no, for her life experience is part of who you are, even before you arrived. So what role does the dad play? I guess I'm, I'm curious, like, you know, how we've talked a lot about the mom. I'm, I'm very curious to understand like the dad and the role that the dad plays preconception, conception, and then birth. And, you know, like, so can you speak to that? Yeah. I mean, Raj, there's so many avenues we can go to. I, I, I'm, like, I'm just like, okay, is this, this is halfway to the beginning, you know, like, yes. And so cool. I'm having a deja vu in this moment. <laughs> okay. Well, it feels like we're kind of talking about how our environment and the feelings and the thoughts of our mother affects who we are and how we are. That is a conversation about epigenetics, how our environment determines the genes that are flicked on and expressed. So what I want to say to that is that, and I've been really deeply steeped in ancient traditional Amazonian medicine for nearly a decade and have really worked with master healers who really have an unforgotten understanding of the origins of health and the origins of disease and all of these things. And through that and, and through many other trainings and life experiences, I've gathered one little pearl of wisdom, which, you know, and when I started studying pre and perinatal psychology and epigenetics and these things, they were really just affirming what I was gathering through my experiential learning. But it is that generally for healing to happen, all that's really needed is for 
whatever is the emotion or the experience to simply be able to exist. And it is that that changes the expression, actually, of the DNA. And so I just wanted to focus in on that where you said like, oh, it seems like this just, you said something along the lines of, actually, our experience just needs a place to exist. So from this perspective of the environment and predominantly the mother having an effect on this unborn or preconceived being, Mm -hmm. it would be important to consider that the dad is influencing that woman 24-7. So her state and how she feels and whether she feels safe, calm, stable, Everything, loved, beautiful, powerful, all of these things. Obviously, this depends on a lot of things in her own inner journey, but he has a huge influence on that. I actually work with with dads and from the time of preconception and through supporting so many women and families, preconception, working with couples, I kind of began to catch on that men really need and deserve and want support as well. And what's really amazing is that, and you know, this could be another avenue of conversation to go down because it's really incredible. When we start to talk about the hormonal blueprint of labor and birth, when the dad and, and all that is required for this is that he is present. He's present for the pregnancy Ideally, and he's, and, and what does present mean? I mean, present, engaged as a conscious participant, feeling, you know, in his own way, all the things that are coming up for him as he's going through this hugely initiatory and transformative process. So he's present during the labor and the birth. His hormones go through a huge change as well. So the mother's hormones change, providing that it's an unmedicated, natural, physiological birth, both the mother and the father go through a hormonal change that is absolutely necessary to turn these two ordinary humans into parents to ensure a lifelong relationship and a family gets created. That's the intelligence of the whole thing, which is why... One of the, I believe that one of the most effective ways to um, help mothers and couples prepare for birth would be to assist them in healing their own birth. Ideally, in an ideal world, and I think it's absolutely where we're going, this will begin preconception and preconception yeah. years before conception ever takes place. When you go back and you remember just how conscious you were at the time of your birth and when you were in the womb and even at your conception and even before that, it's not possible for you to not carry that consciousness forward to the conception, pregnancy, labor, and birth of your own baby. So refreshing to hear these perspectives actually. Even got a little teary-eyed thinking about my dad in the delivery room. Like, I'm so curious to learn more about 
what that process was like, what the experience was. I'm just really, there's just a whole world because I'm like, as you're speaking, I'm literally like really connecting to just how transformative these experiences are. Like, so what about when love is actually being made? Mm. It's like at those moments, right? Like, because I, I love the way you just described the birth itself, but like, what about when love is actually being made? Like, what does that container look like, feel like, can be like, like with consciousness being kind of at the forefront of it? Mm, I love that question so much. When I do the heal your own birth guided journeys for people, part of that is rescripting your birth story. And almost every single time people write about their parents being together and being in love, this informs every molecule of our being. Mm. We can all close our eyes right now and think of a time where if your parents were not on the same page about something, They maybe didn't speak a word about it out loud, but they were not seeing eye to eye and there was a tension there. Nobody needed to say anything to you about it. You knew. And then we can all also easily, maybe, maybe not. I grew up in a single parent household. So for me, it's just a little bit more distant, but we can imagine seeing our parents Expressing love. That could be mom just putting her arm on your dad's back while he's at the kitchen counter. It could be driving down the road and them laughing or saying thank you to one another. What happened inside of our beings? We felt so good, so alive, so safe. When babies are created from this place of shared love and deep unveiled intimacy then we create humans who grow never questioning whether or not they're loved whether or not they deserve love but just growing knowing i am love So imagine human potential, imagine economic potential, imagine societal potential. If if we weren't spending thousands and thousands of dollars and time and energy trying to answer this question of like, am I loved? Or am I, you know, all of the things supported? Really healing and intimacy and doing the work to heal our attachment wounds and all of these like truly actually doing if you're going to bring children into the world like taking the time to heal your own like core wounding around not feeling enough not feeling worthy not like i think there's just i'm now realizing how much of a trickle down impact that has on so many different things like i used to think that change happened in schools Right. Like we teach kids how to regulate their nervous systems and, you know, we teach children how to, you know, handle adversity. And yes, there's a place for that. But in this conversation, I'm really connecting to the deeper truth that 
change actually happens in the bedroom. It happens totally on those first dates. It happens in the dance of falling in love and choosing to stay committed in love to move through all of the insecurities, the attachment woundings, the codependencies, the, the threads, the imprints that are just not truly love. We're talking about the sexual energy. We're talking about our own innate, inseparable, inherent creative power. So any and all of the blockages or the core misunderstandings that our parents had in those realms about all of it, which we we obviously are coming out of maybe thousands of years of deep misunderstanding around this and conditioning around this and all of these things, this inevitably affects who we are and how we are. So what's interesting is, and obviously not surprising because sexual, I mean, there's so many avenues that we can go down, Raj, but sexuality, sex, and birth is the most taboo conversation that you can have. And it's my favorite one because they're absolutely inseparable. They're inseparable. And the fact that they've become separate is the reason why we have medicalized birth. It's the reason why we have a multi-billion dollar industry that is obstetrics is the reason why when your mom was born, men weren't even allowed in the birth rooms. The implications are huge. But the beauty is this, is that birth is hormonally identical to lovemaking. So the hormones of love and connection and safety, oxytocin and these other endorphins, these are the hormones that are released when you intimately and truthfully connect with another person, share your heart. When you hug, even more of this hormone gets flooded in your system. When you kiss, tons of this hormone gets flooded through our systems when we orgasm. At birth, the highest possible quantities of this hormone are released in a woman that they're not available in any, at any other time of her life at that amount. In fact, they're not available to any human at that amount ever. (laughs) So the highest amounts of these hormones are released during birth. I mean, how easy would it be to enter that, and, and for a woman, even less easy, to enter this place of softness and openness and feeling safe and opening the heart and all of that, if you have strangers walking in and out of the room all the time. Mm, you know? Yeah. So this is just to point to something that has become very normal, which is the medicalization of birth. But if we really knew that nature intended birth to be ecstatic, transcendental, you know, that it was meant to completely transform And we have this word bonding, but I prefer to call it falling in love. Mm, Yeah. Right. So this is, this is super important. You know, we have to ask ourselves, what are we doing when we think that we can perfect upon this process? And what are we doing when we, we try to intervene? It doesn't mean that every woman is going to have an orgasmic birth, but 
there's something really important here because the way that we view birth is the way that we view life. And we have learned, innately we know that it's not, but we have been taught, and this is very impressive, you know, especially that women have been taught that birth is hard, painful, scary medical emergency. We actually, for many people, many people experience life as being hard, being difficult, being complicated. Life isn't designed to be difficult. It's not meant to be hard. But the way that we view birth is the way that we view life. And so we have to go back to the source and to really you know, illuminate the destruction that has written our history and reconnect with our own true essence in order to actually be very clear about what happened and very clear about the story that we quite literally can rescript. It's so empowering. And I, I just really want to, I'm so grateful for you know, your work and your, these, this conversation and your passion. Like, I, I really appreciate the depth with which you're, I mean, like, I know this could probably have been a three hour long podcast. <laughs> and I you won't do that to your audience. I'm, well, I, I'm, I'm excited <laughs> to have another conversation with you at some point just around, cause you're right. There's so many different elements of, of lovemaking, of actual birth, of like the container of safety, of the role that the masculine can play and does play inside of this. And I just think it's such an intricate, dynamic, fascinating. I feel like, and this is one of the things I've just been realizing about my own journey. Like, I feel like I've done so much work on myself over the last several years. And I like conversations like these remind me that I have so much more to learn. And there's so much more about myself that I get to discover. And that is just so exciting. And I hope anyone listening feels that energy, you know, like there's a whole world of self-discovery possible to us when we allow ourselves to, to be curious and go there. And I just, I'm so grateful for you, Victoria. Thank you for sharing your heart with us. So if anybody wanted to work with you, learn from you, kind of like, what's the best way to get in touch with you? Do you have any resources available? would love to just share those with the audience. Yes. Well, of course, everybody um, is quite accessible on Instagram nowadays. So my Instagram handle is at Luminous Birth and my website where most of my offerings are, which is going through a huge overhaul right now. But the website is www.luminousbirth.earth. Great. Well, we'll make all of those resources available in the show notes. Tori, I have one last question for you. Mm-hmm. In the midst of everything you're doing, everywhere you've been and everywhere you're going, how do you stay grounded? Wow. So many things, right? Uh, I think, you know, for me, it is I think the most impactful way that I stay grounded is to always come back to gratitude. And I find it very, very helpful to reflect on where I've been and what I've done and all that life has offered me and that I've experienced up and that has brought me into this moment right here, right now. And I think that we can all do that very easily. 
there's always gratitude available. And I find this deeply, deeply stabilizing and grounding. (laughs) You're lovely. Well, again, thank you so much for being here and for sharing your heart and for inspiring. Um, Yeah, just bringing awareness to something that I think is so fundamentally important to the to to our society and empowering people with the realization that they can actually shift the story even if you didn't have what you needed like you can actually shift it i mean that was the most empowering takeaway for me was just no even if i didn't have control over how my parents made love or i don't have control over how i was born or i don't have control over any of that but i can shift the story. I can shift the energy. I can feel the feelings as if they were happening then. And I can create a whole new world of possibility. And I just, um, yeah, I just feel very grateful. So I think it's worth saying that whether you're birthing babies or it doesn't matter, whatever it is that you're using your creative life force, whether that's birthing more of yourself into your life or birthing an organization or birthing a project or birthing whatever it is that being deeply rooted in all that informed you from the very beginning, you know, it vibrationally transforms everything that we're birthing into the world. And we are profoundly supported by all the energies that be by mother earth to do this work right now. Mother earth herself is rebirthing. And so, you know, I believe that we're all assisting the midwifing of a new world. And as we do this work inside of ourselves, we're just joining the collective. We're just joining the ceremony that is always never not happening. And we do have incredible capacity to rescript all the things we're talking about sense of being loved sense of being safe self-esteem confidence all of these things none of these things are developmental these are innate these are original and so it's very easy actually to go back and just update ourselves in the moments that need to be updated just so we can remember and that life force that creative energy just it's like comes flooding in again and then all the practices that you already know just you know get enhanced and and elevated thank you for just existing you're awesome and i'm just so grateful that i we get to be connected and i get to continue learning from you so Thank you, everybody. That is a wrap for this week's episode of Stay Grounded. I'm your host, Raj. This is your new friend, Victoria. And from us, stay grounded. We'll chat soon. Thanks for joining us today on this episode of Stay Grounded. I hope you found this interview helpful as you create your own ways to live an extraordinary life. For more resources and support, please visit www.rajjana.com forward slash stay grounded to join the official Stay Grounded Facebook group, a place where aspiring life enthusiasts can connect and ignite passion for life together. My hope is that the positivity, content, resources, and support in this group will resonate with you on a deeper level. That what you hear in our podcast, read in our thoughtful posts, or learn in our courses will empower you to live with intention, uncover true purpose, and challenge the internal dialogues that stop you from being who you really want to be in your life. Again, thanks so much for joining us. Stay grounded.